Hello and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes, I am a Catholic youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. In this episode, we are going to talk about online mass. We are going to talk about online church. And here, it will be highlighted, my being Catholic will be highlighted, my being a Catholic youth missionary, because after all, we are going to talk about a very distinct Catholic issue, Catholic matter. And if you are a Catholic, well, this is something that we've had to adjust to, right? Ever since COVID began, ever since the lockdowns began, we have had to adjust the way we gather and the way we do our religious services, the way we receive and partake of the sacraments. And so uh, I want to share a bit of my thoughts and a bit of my reflections on where we are right now and how might we look, view this this matter, this the idea of going to church online as Catholics. Now, here's the thing. If you are a non-Catholic, if you are a Christian who is not a Catholic, I hope that this would be helpful for you as well, at least as a way to understand or to appreciate better what Catholics believe, whether or not you agree with that. And hopefully, that's the thing, right? When we understand each other better, even when we disagree, at least we can get to converse better also. At least we could get to connect with each other better also. And that is part of my hope for this episode. If you are an atheist, if you are an agnostic, or maybe you're not sure what you believe, same principle goes, you know? I hope that this would at least give you a better appreciation of what Catholics do believe and some of my personal insights, some of my personal opinions on the matter. And so, with all of that said, let's get started. Do you remember the new normal as we as we used to talk about it when when the pandemic began or more accurately when the lockdowns began we started talking about the new normal right about how how the things, uh, the way things went before, well, we we're past that. And now we're going through this crisis and we're, we're doing our best to face this. But there is hope ahead and we are embracing this new normal because the old normal is just obsolete. It, it's not, it's not going to sustain us. We will want to, we want to look on ahead and be prepared for what better there is to come and stuff like that you know it's funny because now we've reached the point when it seems like nobody is posting about the new normal anymore everyone is just itching to go back to the old normal people are talking about meeting face to face again having physical gatherings again and now if you pay attention to the news you see the the political rallies also i mean no one seems to be talking about covid but (laughs) but that's beside the point now here's the thing COVID has affected us in very real ways and for some people in more personal ways than others. Maybe you lost someone that you care about because of this pandemic. Some of us here have lost family members and friends, people that we love and we might still be even in the mourning process, in the grieving process. And this is something that's worth 
paying attention to. We should continue praying that this comes to pass. We should continue making efforts that this would continue to subside, that we would really enter into the new normal in the real sense of it, not in the pretend sense of it, not in the false positivity, false hope sense of it, but really going forward, looking ahead with with true, genuine hope. And that's something that we've had to deal with. And another real way, another real way that we've had to deal with this is with how we go to school, how we go to work, how we navigate our day-to-day lives, our day-to-day experiences. Because of COVID, a lot of us have had to work from home. We have had to connect to the internet, meet each other over Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Skype or, or all of these different platforms that have grown in popularity because we've just had to use it because we couldn't meet in person, especially during the times when the lockdowns were intense, right? When you when we had to have those quarantine passes for us to go to the grocery and stuff like that, things were crazy here in the Philippines and it's just been so intense. and. That is a huge thing that we have just had to adjust to. I mean, what are what other options did we have at the time? And so because of that, um, it, it has been the source of anxiety. It has been the source of tiredness, of burnout. I, I hear this a lot from students, you know, online classes. You would think that the lack of the travel time, the commute time for for people to get from one place to the other, to get to school or to get to work, you would think that that would lessen the load, right? But that wasn't the experience of a lot of the students that we were ministering to. Um, A lot of them felt even more tired because now it feels like work is at home. Well, you are literally working from home, but before, the moment you leave the office or the moment you leave school, yes, you might have some homework or you might have some assignments, stuff that you had to do at home, but at least there was a clearer distinction. Now you get to do your classes, you get to have your classes and do your schoolwork where? In the very same room where you sleep, in the same room where you used to relax, in the same room where you used to just be with yourself or be with your family. And it's been it's been such a crazy time for a lot of people now here's the thing it has been bad and it has been crazy it has been nerve-wracking for for many of us for all of us even if i may say but along with it came some advantages because well one of the issues that we would face in manila in metro manila particularly is the issue of traffic right and now we've come to see that apparently there are some things that you could do at home apparently you could work from home that was possible and video conferencing video meetings were possible apparently we could have done that and we were kind of we were kind of heading there na naman talaga um, even before but this the, the pandemic situation the lockdown situation kind of expedited that kind of made that happen sooner and now as we're as the cases are going down thank god as as we're we're seemingly becoming more comfortable in in our setup and um, people people are more comfortable going out again now at least we have a better sense of what are the stuff that we could do at home talaga diba um even as we go back to face-to-face work and face-to-face classes hopefully parts of that 
are here to stay. The stuff that we could do online, the stuff that we could do from home, you know, reasonably, are stuff that are here to stay so that we, we, we could be more efficient and we could get to spend more time with family and rest more. Hopefully, I, I really hope that that's where we're going and not just, you know, force everyone to go back to work, even though we've kind of seen that that's not always the best thing to do in all cases. It might be a good thing to do in some cases, but not, not in all cases. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the other thing that we have had to adjust, the other thing that we have had to do from home, and that is church. Because of this situation also, because of the lockdown situation also, we have had to do our church services. I mean, that's one way of putting it. But we, ha we have had to do our liturgies online. I mean, we've been, we've been using Facebook and YouTube live stream to, to make these these liturgies um the holy mass available to many people available to the catholics who could not go to mass in person and there was a time when that that was all of us we couldn't just go to mass because we 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 didn't get to go outside and that was that was the case now televised mass is not a new thing that was something that that always happened it's been happening for years is what i mean to say i remember the time right? when you would switch to like abs-cbn in the morning and a sunday morning and you find the mass there and then that's what happens you know when i eat my breakfast as we're preparing to go to mass in person sometimes it's switched on to these local channels and we get to see mass also which we get to attend later on but that's that's something that we observe. That's something that happens. But again, because of the lockdown situation, we ha all have had to adjust. And there was a time when we all have had to go to mass via live stream, via Facebook, via YouTube. And well, it, it has been a challenge. It, it's been more difficult. I mean, it's it's often always it's often more difficult to connect if you're meeting if you're just meeting online as opposed to if you're meeting in person, right? Um, the same concept or the same thing applies in in the masses, in the sacraments. And I remember I had a conversation with a friend who was telling me about some of the insights that he heard from a certain pastor, non-Catholic Protestant pastor. And he, he was making some observations and they have had to adjust. And in fact, they have adjusted well. They really have adjusted well in meeting people where they are, which is at homes and making sure that the people get to stay connected in community, that they get to, they get to talk to one another aside from just hearing the preaching, aside from just hearing the word from the platform. And in this case, by platform, I mean the live stream that they get to engage with one another, that the, the evangelistic efforts, the efforts of reaching people and bringing them to Christ, that it gets to continue. And that's, that's, that's very good. I mean, our community, uh, the Feast, Light of Jesus, we've, that some of those practices we've, we've adapted also. We've had our, our, our masses and the talks and the preaching and uh, the worship service. We've been doing it online also for the past, years that we've been in this and and that is something that we have had to apply also and so this this, this protestant pastor was talking about sharing his thoughts about online church and basically the idea that he, he was he was conveying is that online church is here to stay 
even when we go back to normal, even when we go back to the time, to a time when we will get to gather again physically, and that's beginning to happen more and more nowadays, even when we go back to that time, online church is here to stay. This is the future. And this is how we can connect to people better, especially in, in the culture and in the, in the society that we are in right now, how it is. This is how it will be. And so we need to get better at this. This is not to say that we will no longer gather physically, but the online part of church is here to stay. And some people, we just have to accept that some people will only be attending online and that's it. And that's it. Now, when I was talking to this friend who was sharing with me the, these thoughts of this pastor, um, I agree to a certain extent. However, I don't think that online mass in itself alone, it's just not enough for us Catholics. Now, what do I mean by that? And I want to make this clear, okay? I am not trying to offend anyone. I am not trying to discourage anyone. If your only option right now is online church, then go, continue. I am not saying that online masses are bad. I am not saying that online masses should be stopped. Again, especially if that's your only option. What I am saying is that online masses is somewhat of a remedy because of a troubled time that we entered in as a country. But online masses is not meant to be the staple thing. It is more of a supplement rather than a nourishment. And we have to understand the difference, right? We drink vitamin C. We drink multivitamins and maybe whatever else, the other minerals and other pills that you take as supplements. Maybe you take those as an add-on to the stuff that you already eat. But that is what it is. It's an add-on to the stuff that you already eat. You don't expect yourself to drink all sorts of supplements in a day and, and you know, ex expect that to take the place of your actual food and to draw your actual nourishment just from the supplements. It doesn't work that way. There is a difference between supplements and nourishment. And what we, what we want, what we need is actual nourishment that we can receive from the sacraments. Now, again, I want to make this clear. For a time, because this is the case, and this is the case still for some people right now, especially if you have comorbidities or if you are with someone who has comorbidities and you're anxious about it, you don't want to put them in any, any unnecessary risk, then that's, that's completely understandable. That's the reason why our bishops here in the Philippines have lifted the mass, the Sunday mass obligations, because that is where we are right now. And that is understandable. If online mass is the only option that we have right now, then yes, let's continue to take advantage of online mass. However, however, online church, doing church online, in a manner of speaking, is not here to stay for us Catholics. Now, to help streamline the, the message of this episode better, I want to refer to an article written by Bishop Robert Barron in Word on Fire. It's called Come Back to Mass. And he wrote this last June 9, 2021. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm only going to read parts of it. But I am going to put the URL, the link, in the description so that you could read the entire thing if you are interested. But I do encourage you to do so. And here he is encouraging people 
to go back to mass. That is that is the title, Come Back to Mass. He's encouraging people to come back to mass. He talks about the value of the sacrament, of receiving the sacrament personally. And it's a it's a it's a very beautiful article. So I want to start reading from the the first part, from the very beginning. He says the past 15 months have been a time of crisis and deep challenge for our country, and they have been a particular trial for the Catholics. Now, Bishop Barron, just for context, is talking to um, his, his audience, is from the United States. We are in the Philippines. And he wrote this last year. This is now 2022, March 2022. And for us, it's been two years since the lockdowns began. And so this is a bit... There are some differences. Let's take that into consideration. But a lot, of, a lot of what he says here do apply to us. Let's continue. During this terrible COVID period, many of us have been compelled to fast from attendance at Mass and the reception of the Eucharist. To be sure, numerous Masses and Eucharistic paraliturgies have been made available online. And thank God for these. But Catholics know in their bones that such virtual presentations are absolutely no substitute for the real thing. Now that the doors of our churches are commencing to open wide, I would like to urge every Catholic reading these words, Come back to Mass. Last January, we have had a huge surge. This was in the advent of the Omicron variant. We have had a huge surge of... of infections and it was it was so bad as in there were so many people who got infected my wife and i are part of those people and in fact when i was thinking of 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 posting this episode of recording this episode it, it was during that time it was during the time when i got covid and i just didn't get to push through because i was sick and i couldn't speak properly and and so i'm doing this here now that was the situation last January. And last year, we were jumping from one alert level to the other. In fact, even the names of the alert levels and these, these signals to determine our current, our current situation, which was being given by the government, it was changing almost every other week. It was, I don't know, uh, I have my other thoughts on that. But man, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was very difficult to understand where we are right now. However, now, again, March 2022, as of the time that I am recording this, we are currently in alert level 1, here in Metro Manila, at least. And the way we see it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, as if, it's as if things are going back to normal. We can now dine in. We go to malls. We go to parks. We go out on Sundays. We, some of us are back to work in their offices physically. Some of us are starting to go back to school as in face-to-face classes. And we're, 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 we're in this time when everything is being opened up again. And part of what is being opened up are the churches. And that is a very beautiful thing. In fact, I started attending one of the parishes near here since last year. My wife and I started attending since last year because we wanted to, we wanted to go to Mass, basically. And so there's this... This encouragement that Bishop Barron gives to his readers is something that applies to us today also. And after this, after this opening part, he, he goes on to talk about the value, the importance of the Eucharist, of receiving communion. Of course, we, we read in the Catechism that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. This is very central, very important for us. And whenever we go to Mass, part of the liturgy are, are the words that Jesus spoke in the Last Supper. 
In Luke chapter 22, verses 19 to 20, it says, Then he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which will be given for you. Do this in memory of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which will be shed for you. And this is something that we, in a very real sense, we actively participate in every time we go to Mass, every time the host is consecrated. It is the, it is the presence of Christ. It is the body of Christ. And every time we, we line up and we receive communion, we are receiving the, the body of Christ in a very real way. We are not just, quote-unquote, remembering this in a disconnected manner as if it's just a past event, although it is a past event, it is a historical event. But in a very real sense, we are participating in this. We are reliving it. We are participating in that covenant that Jesus has established when he came here on earth, the new covenant. And during this time when he was doing this, the Last Supper, this was happening during the festival, the Jewish festival of Passover. In Passover, what the Jews were remembering, they were remembering the time when God set them free from slavery in Egypt. And after the, the ten plagues, or after the nine plagues, as they were preparing for the tenth plague, what God does is God tells them to prepare a sacrifice, a lamb. This is what was happening. And so they are to sacrifice this lamb. They are to use the blood of the lamb. And then after that, they are to consume the lamb, to eat the lamb. You see, it's not just the sacrifice. It's not just the blood. It is the partaking of the lamb. And Jesus intentionally uses this festival as, as a, well, he is fulfilling the Passover in a very real way when he is when he is gathering his disciples during during the Last Supper and telling them, "This is my body, which will be given up for you." He is communicating to them and to us that he is the new Paschal Lamb, and he will be sacrificed. His blood will be shed. But as the Jews were saved from the Egyptians, from slavery, by consuming the lamb. Now, here today, we are also invited to consume his body, to consume this new paschal sacrifice so that we could also be set free, not just from slavery, but from sin. This is what happens every time we go to Mass. This is what we celebrate. This is why it's good news because of what Jesus has done for us. We are participating. We are taking part in this sacrifice in a very real way. That is why this is important. Now I want to read to you the next part, or at least the next part that I am quoting from Bishop Barron's write-up, and this is what it says. I realize that many Catholics during this COVID period have become accustomed to the ease of attending Mass virtually from the comfort of their own homes and without the inconvenience of busy parking lots, crying children, and crowded pews. In the Philippines, you could add the heat because, man, it's so hot. Okay, let me continue. But a key feature of the Mass is precisely our coming together as a community. As we speak, pray, sing, and respond together, we realize our identity as the mystical body of Jesus. During the liturgy, the priest functions in persona Christi, in the very person of Christ. 
and the baptized in attendance join themselves symbolically to Christ, the head, and together offer worship to the Father. There is an exchange between priest and people at Mass that is crucially important, though often overlooked. Just before the prayer over the gifts, the priest says, Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And the people respond, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of His name, for our good and the good of all His holy church. At that moment, head and members consciously join together to make the perfect sacrifice to the Father. The point is that this cannot happen when we are scattered in our homes and sitting in front of computer screens. Now again, Bishop Barron is highlighting the, the importance of us being there because as, as the, the sacrament, right? The sacrament itself makes real, makes present the body of Christ during the liturgy, during the Mass. If the body of Christ is present in a very real way during the Mass, then why aren't we? That's something we're thinking about. Now, I want to continue to the last part. Okay, This is the last time that I will quote Bishop Barron, and this is the last thing that he says in his write-up. Of course, as I suggested above, it has always been the law of the Church that an individual may decide to miss Mass for legitimate, prudential reasons. And this certainly obtains during these waning days of the pandemic. But come back to Mass. And might I suggest that you bring someone with you, someone who has been away too long or perhaps been lulled into complacency during COVID. Let your own Eucharistic hunger awaken an evangelical impulse in you. Bring in people from the highways and the byways. Invite your co-workers and family members. Wake up the kids on Sunday morning. Turn off your computers. Come back to Mass. And this is where we are right now. Like I said, we were coming from different places here. We're coming from different experiences. And some of us do have legitimate reasons to continue to participate only in online masses, only in online church, because we are very limited, either because of our own concerns or the concerns of the people around us, the concerns of the people that we live with. This is not something new. There have been times in the past when people were unable to go to church, either because of persecution, because of sickness. If you're lying in a hospital bed, it, it would be very difficult for you to, to get up on a Sunday and go to Mass if you are physically unable to do so or if you are socially unable to do so. And there are understandable reasons where we could be permitted to just go to online mass if that is where you are right now i want to encourage you and i want to honor you that you still continue to go to online mass even though though these are the circumstances of your life man you are really doing well you're really being faithful that is a very good thing and i know that it can be boring sometimes or discouraging or it's just not the same as going to actual mass and yet you continue to do so and i honor you for that that's a very good thing however however if you could go to Mass in person, then why aren't you? Why aren't you? Again, the supplement is different from the nourishment. And if you could, if you could go back to the nourishment, then why are you settling for just supplements? 
it's very timely also because Father Mike Schmitz, you might know him. <laughs> He's the guy behind the, the Bible in a Year podcast, which is a very popular podcast. Now, he, he, he created this video under Ascension Presents lately, recently, called When Attending Mass Virtually Just Doesn't Cut It. And it's very much related to what Bishop Barron wrote about. It's very much related to this episode. And I would put the link, again, on the description if you want to check that out. He does a very good job of the, of, of talking about this matter. If, if you're unconvinced by my own words, maybe he could do it better. I'm sure he could do it better. Now, again, um, this is how important this is. Because, because what we have are the sacraments. The sacraments make visible what is invisible. These are efficacious signs of, of God's grace, of God's goodness. This is how the, the sacraments in itself have a very real effect when we receive them. These are ways in which God has established, Jesus has established for us to partake, for us to participate in his in his work, in his kingdom, in his grace, for us to receive his love, receive his forgiveness, receive adoption into his family. That is what happens when we are initiated, when we are baptized, when we, when we confess our sins, we are healed. When we receive the Eucharist, we receive the body of Christ. These are meant to be received in person in person. And so I believe that the sacraments are here to stay. And that online church, although it could be helpful for certain people in certain circumstances, it is just not enough. What I am trying to say is that we should not settle for the comfort of just going to online masses when we have the very real option of going to physical church, of going to church face-to-face, -face, present in a very real way. And to kind of close this, I want to I wanna say that this is not coming from someone who always does this perfectly. This is not coming from someone who always gets this right, who is always go and go in the mood, as in super game for mass, and always honors and gives reverence to the Eucharist in a way that, that, that the Eucharist, the body of Christ, deserves. <laughs> I fall short too. I make mistakes too. And in fact, just recently, just Last Sunday, um, my wife and I wanted to. We usually go to a parish near us. Isn't we've been we've been going to it. Um, we've been attending there for for the past months. And last Sunday, we wanted to try going to a different church. We wanted to see this this nice church in Alabang. It's it's called Saint James the Great Parish. It's within Ayala Alabang. And for some of my friends here who are from Mundanlupa, Alabang, Las Piñas, you might be thinking, you know, we go there all the time. Or maybe it, it, it was my first time going there. And so when I entered into the church, it was a huge church. It was a very beautiful church. And I I have a soft spot for beautiful traditional churches, as in it. I, I appreciate it very much. We went there and it was great. But you see, when we were parking, when we entered in, when we were parking, we were looking around and we were thinking, why aren't there other cars? I mean, the mass is about to start at 4 p.m. Why aren't there other cars? And so we got off of our car, entered into the church, wowed by its beauty. And it, it was so wonderful, but people weren't there. And we found out that we arrived an hour and a half early. 
because the mass wasn't gonna happen until later on in the afternoon and I, I made the mistake of of checking the wrong schedule or remembering the wrong schedule. I'm sure we checked the right schedule, but I remembered it wrongly because we were looking at different churches that we could visit, that we could check out. And and I was thinking, man, it was such a hassle. I didn't want to go to mass anymore. I didn't want to wait one and a half hour. And and so we had this idea, okay, sige, let's just go to a different church. And so we looked around, um, ano yung malapit na simbahan? Where's the, what are some of the near churches that we have around this? And so we drove somewhere, went there, we found one. I'm not going to mention anymore which church is that, and you're going to find out later why. But we, we found the church, and so we parked, and then we we got out of our car, there were plenty of people there. It was significantly smaller compared to St. James the Great Parish. Do check that out online if you could so that you could imagine better what I'm talking about when I mentioned St. James. Now, we were we were in this church which was smaller and it it was it didn't look as beautiful as St. James. It, it wasn't uh, it didn't have the same vibe and there were many people and it was hot and and I wasn't in the mood anymore. And we arrived a little early still. And I was I was sleepy at the time. And I was seriously considering not going to church anymore, at least for that Sunday. And but I stayed. I stayed. I stayed because my, my wife was there. And so um, well my, I, I was experiencing all of this, but I didn't want na madame. I didn't want to drag her along with my with my feelings of of demotivation but and so i stayed uh, we attended the mass and the priest was uh, I, there were parts of the the homily that i didn't like also and it was just everything was getting on my nerves but you know when the mass ended when when we were singing the final song the priest was gave the final blessing and the, the final song was playing and we were going out i i mentioned this to my wife just last night I told her about my experience of not wanting to go to mass anymore during the time. But you know, I I I don't regret going. I don't regret that we stayed. And I was even grateful that we did. Because even though I wasn't in the mood before, and that might have just been a temptation, it was, I, I really f- experienced God's presence there in the Eucharist, yes, but also with the people I didn't like how the church looked like as in uh, with its structure, but I, I really felt the the presence of the people who were there. And I really sensed that these were parishioners. And it's a good thing that the church is is full. It's a good thing that, that these people are attending on a Sunday afternoon when they could be doing something else. And that, that sense of communion, communion as in receiving the Eucharist, but also communion with the people of God there in that church, it was something else. It was something else. And in a very real way, Jesus was reminding me of the goodness of receiving the sacraments. He was reminding me of what I I wanted to miss out on. And and the part of the reason why I chose, I was supposed to save this episode for later, but part of the reason why I chose to to record this episode today so that I could publish it on, on this day, now that you're you're hearing this, is because I also want this to be an encouragement for you. If you can, when you can, go to church, come back to church, be present there, 
receive the Eucharist again. If you're doing this, especially if you're doing this for the first time after two years, receive the Eucharist again. Let that hunger stir up within you and allow yourself to experience the, the very real grace of God that flows through His sacraments. Now, all of the other practices, you know, prayer, reading scripture, these are very important and I would very much encourage you to participate in those also but if you could go back to church please come back to church that is my encouragement for you that is the end of of my of my reflection of some of my insights again i want to link to some of the things that i referenced in the description so that you could check it out for yourself if you could go back to mass please do so i hope this was helpful for you if you want to if you want to support this podcast please do give us a rating please do share this in your instagram and your facebook if you found this helpful and if you think that someone needs this encouragement also, we have a Facebook group called Not So Secular Discussions and Questions. The link to that will be in the description also if you'd like to join in on our topics and our conversations. That would be that would be super cool. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. If you have something to say or to ask or anything, the best way to reach me is through Instagram. The link to that is in the description also. Just send me a DM or you could join our Facebook group. And so... Thank you very much for today and I'll see you next episode. Bye!